This is episode 495 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, July 9th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'm going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, because I saw that, and a game called Danger Zone, which so badly wants to be the crash mode from Burnout, and it doesn't succeed. Also, I want to talk about the recent update to the Xbox One OS because it happened last week, I think around July 5th, and I was excited to talk about it on Friday's episode, but I just forgot about it. So I think I'm going to start with that because it's not a lot to go over, and I'm not sure what else has been updated other than this one specific feature that I've been waiting for for forever, and I knew it was coming because... Some of my friends are in the beta, the insider program or whatever, which I used to be in for years. And then I'm pretty sure it bricked one of my Xboxes. And after that, I'm like, you know what? It's it's not worth it. The majority of the features you get to mess around with early aren't that great. You deal with some technical issues and maybe your Xbox will be bricked and you'll be screwed. And who enjoys any of that? Uh, I did get a replacement for free of course which was a hassle um because they wanted to charge me for the shipping or something to get i don't know because i wanted to get a i don't remember what the deal was like there's a, a specific thing you have to do with customer support so that they will send you a refurbished model and then you send back yours and typically you have to pay a fee but since they didn't mention the fee and said it was going to be free i didn't have to pay anything i don't know if anything i'm saying is making sense but who cares so the the one feature they added which i've been dying for is groups that's what they're calling them and what groups are are folders so that you can sort games into various folders so if you have a lot of backward compatible games for 360 or original xbox games you can put them into an individual folder. So here are my 360 games. Here are my Xbox Live Arcade games. Here are my original Xbox games. If you want to sort games by genre, here are my racing games. Here are card games. Here are first-person shooters, action-adventure games, open-world games, etc. And I've been dying to have this on Xbox for so long because I know I'm in the minority, but I have a lot of games. And trying to find a game in one giant massive list is impossible. Even if I'm going through it uh, alphabetically, which I, I I tend to have my main thing sorted by most recent update. Because that includes games that I've downloaded recently. And if I get review codes or what have you, those will be up there and I don't need to try and search for them. But even if I sort them alphabetically, it doesn't mean I'm going to find a game that I just want. Like, if I'm just looking for a racer, it doesn't mean I'm going to find it by just searching alphabetically because I might not know the name. So this is such a welcome addition. And for the anyone wondering, I'm I think I have over a thousand games in the collection. You know, so there's a lot of crap in there to go through, and trying to find anything is really hard. <laughs> um. But I, I decided to now, because I have an open USB slot since I'm moving to a wired headset to hook in another hard drive, and now I'm making that my backward compatible hard drive and downloading every 
Xbox 360 and original Xbox game I own. And I'm almost done with that, but it's been a, a very long process. But it'll be fun to just have those games ready to launch if I ever so choose to launch any of them. Even though they're surely, like, am I going to want to launch Matt Hazard? Probably not, but it's there if I want it. Um, and having the group functionality with this decision to do that is a great little bonus. So, and I, the one of the things I really like because I don't believe you can do this on PS4 is that you can put games into multiple groups. On PlayStation 4, I don't believe you can put games in multiple folders because I tried doing that with games that are not VR exclusive but have VR functionality because I wanted to have okay, this is my VR folder so I can sort every game that has VR functionality. But not every game is VR only, like Wipeout uh, HD Collection. That is you can play that without uh, the headset, but where do I put it? Do I want to put it in the VR folder so that you know if I'm playing VR games that I can just get to there easily, or do I just want to remember? No, it's in a different folder, and that's a bit frustrating. So I really appreciate the ability to put games into multiple groups so that you can sort them by console, but then you can also put okay, I want I want to put Burnout Revenge in a racing folder, a racing group with all the other racers from Xbox One. Um, the one annoyance I will say that isn't across the board, but I and my father had different experiences with this, is that after the update, he, my father, lost his pins so that everything was gone. And he used to, he was like, he got, he, he was talking to me like, I don't, where, where's, Hulu, where's Netflix? Where's everything? I can't find anything because he never goes into the, you know, show me all my games and apps section of his Xbox because why would he? Everything is pinned on the front page. Um, so I had to fix that for him. But for me, it wasn't. It just turned the pins into a group and it was my top group. So I didn't lose that, but he did. And I don't know why that happened for him. And I don't know if it was just a very, very isolated case or if it's something that more people are experiencing. But if that happens, that could be frustrating. Uh, not, It's not life-ending or anything. It's not the biggest of deals, but just a slight annoyance that could potentially happen to you. But having the ability to finally group games into folders, essentially, is so great. And I love the fact that now... And it, it did take some getting used to just when it first happened because it was I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know the update was coming, and it just happened. And then it's like, oh, what just happened? Um, I like the fact that now when you press the Xbox button on your controller, it brings up your guide, and you know it, it defaults to home. But then when you press down, it defaults to the left side, which is always all my games and apps, which I hated. I wanted it to default to my pins because that's what I, I want to just have the quickest access. I don't want to have to scroll over to the right, even though that's not that difficult. I just want to be able to access my pins as quickly as possible. And now, when you hit the, whatever, it's like my games and apps button, it'll bring up your pins. And, you know, first it'll default to show me all my stuff. But you just scroll down and then you're at your first group, which for me is still my pins. And then you can pull, press the trigger, the right trigger, to go down one section to your various other groups, which you click on them, and then it'll open them up and close the other groups. So I really like that because it makes it a little bit easier and quicker to access 
my pins and other stuff and right now I have a 360 group, Xbox Live Arcade group, original Xbox group, and a free-to-play group for like Gems of War and Smite, Paladins, all those kind of games uh, because I don't, I, I don't play a lot of them that often but especially with Smite and Paladins and sometimes Warframe if I remember but I will just log in to these games so that I can get the daily bonus and, and just get a stockpile of whatever kind of stupid currency they have in the game if I ever choose to actually jump back into them and play them. The one of those that I really want to replay, especially since they update it so frequently, and when I have played it, I've really enjoyed the gameplay, is Warframe. I really like that game. Looks good, plays well. It's fun. I don't, I don't feel like it's super aggressive with the microtransactions or anything but it is incredibly complicated and overwhelming with how many different types of currencies and things there are and creating the, the whatever your your things um trying to think what that blueprints that's what i'm thinking of um, like crafting blueprints finding blueprints crafting armor crafting what i don't there's so much going on in the game that it can be overwhelming and that's part of why it's hard for me to get back into it because I just don't know what the hell is going on in the game. But when I'm just getting into a level or a mission and playing it, I really enjoy it. So yeah, groups have been added to Xbox One, and it's awesome, and I love it. And it makes the experience, the user experience, a wee bit better, which is always nice. And then Danger Zone. So Danger Zone uh, is on sale for like 8 dollars and something cents and i was excited because uh, whatever i think the reviews were decent but it looked good it looked fun it was like okay i i've missed a crash mode-esque game uh, or mode in another game and i would definitely like to play something like this so of course i downloaded it and i'm i'm always drawn to games that are on sale because who knows if they'll ever be on sale again and i like having i like adding to my collection and I'm 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 done that way. And I always look at these games like, hey, this is only you know five, seven bucks, and it's got a thousand achievements. If I ever get super back in achievements, I still enjoy them, but I'm not obsessed with them. Well, then I'm gonna have this there waiting for me. But I was excited to play it, and I finished the first tier, the first area, the first eight levels, I believe. And the way the game is set up is that you are essentially driving on a crash test course and there are these like spaces where like if you fall off the course and you hit this specific zone your car will just disappear and your score will reset and you'll lose you have to restart and that's very annoying but the way it's set up is that you start and then you're driving down a road to an area that might have crossing roads or what have you and you're just crashing into cars and trying to make the biggest uh, wreck, cascade of wrecks that you can. And after a certain number of wrecks, depending on the level, you will get a, I don't know, combo breaker, game breaker, something breaker, whatever, which essentially is just like in Burnout where you will be able to press a button and make your car explode and then move it a little bit and then try and push it towards the path of more cars so that you can get another one of those breakers and blow up again and then you know just make the biggest explosion the biggest uh pile up that you can 
And the thing is, and this is really impressive for this game, Danger Zone, about crashing cars, is that Danger Zone manages to make the act of crashing cars incredibly boring. I can't believe how boring the game is. The crashes don't look all that great. Sometimes there might be something cool or funny, but for the most part, it's not all that exciting. It doesn't look that great. It looks, and uh, this might be a little bit too mean because I haven't, I'm sure it hasn't aged as well, but playing it and looking at it, it reminds me visually of the first Burnout, or maybe Burnout 2. It's not a great looker. And just in a game that is all about crashing cars, it should be exciting, it should be exhilarating, it should be fun, it should be kooky, it should have maybe some kind of like slight undertone of humor or something. I, it's just none of those. And that thing I, I mentioned earlier about falling off and then hitting this part where your car disappears and then it resets and you're, just, you're done and you have to restart, that's really annoying because you could be having a really great run and then... You don't have any control over your car, and the cars just keep coming and piling up, and it's like, oh, the score's just going higher and higher. But then they just slowly push you, push you, and push you towards an edge, and then you fall over, and then you have to start over, and you lose all of that. And that's really annoying. I also think it's sometimes a bit more difficult to actually get a good pileup than it should be. And... I don't know, I feel like they should just be a little bit more lenient with their bronze medals so that you can progress through the game quicker. Uh, but ultimately, the the biggest problem with Danger Zone is that it's just boring. And in a game that's about crashing cars, the thing you want least is to be boring. And that's what Danger Zone is. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it is 8 bucks. You can give it a go if you want. I'm sure it's on other platforms, but it's still on sale, I think, until like tomorrow morning, I'm assuming, as a weekly sale. Um, or, you know, I don't know exactly when it, it ends, but if you really love the crash mode from Burnout and you're itching for something like that, you could maybe like it. Uh, and, and it's not the biggest investment in terms of money. It's not going to break the bank it's a you know what a happy meal i don't know how much happy meals it's a happy meal and a coffee i don't know who orders a happy meal and a coffee boss baby that's who does because he needs to be alert but he also wants to be happy and he wants that toy because he's a baby uh not a great movie except for a part where it sounds like he says fuck or something i think um that was amusing but yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing other than, I don't know what. I probably played something else. But I can't remember much of anything. I've been working a lot and doing some things around the house. Some patchwork and what have you. Dealing with cement. Super fun. You want to hear about that? And then a woman came up to me with flowers. But she wasn't giving me flowers. She's like, where is this address? And I'm like, this address doesn't exist. They're... they're there's there's a house two numbers higher than that and two numbers left and you can try those two houses and go knock on the doors and she wasn't able to give anyone their flowers but she was a she was a pretty lady i i i'm glad she wasn't giving the flowers to me i would have been that would have been really weird uh but ant-man and the wasp 
I saw this with a few friends, my friend Justin and Alex. And it was really nice in part because I haven't seen my one friend Alex in a very long time. And it was too long of a time. But it was a pleasant surprise that he joined us. And it was a really, really, really fun movie. I liked the first Ant-Man a lot. And I liked the... I don't know if I like the second one more because I haven't seen the first one in a while so I'd have to rewatch it but it's just a lot of fun it's one of the more fun uh, franchises in the MCU and it has a lot of great humor it's got a lot of humor that works for me uh, dumb jokes and, and whatnot, and some cool action sequences the thing I appreciate about Ant-Man and the Wasp and movies like it um, though Cap drifted away from this is that when you have these movies that focus on a singular character as opposed to the Avengers movies and, and stuff, uh, though I, I adore Infinity War, I, I love that movie, it's just nice to have a smaller scale story where the world is not ending. It's a very personal story, um, and it allows you to get more character out of it. Um, and it's not just all about the action and these cool things and one-liners. It's much more about character. And I, I really appreciate that and enjoy that more in general um, when it comes to MCU movies. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. The Wasp is awesome. She's a badass. I love that her hair doesn't is in this stupid whatever I don't know what kind of hair cut her was. Her hair was in the first movie, but I did not like it. She pulled it off better than I think a lot of any, you know, women, men could do, but I still think it's a dumb haircut. Uh, and I like just that she has a normal haircut in this movie and her suit is awesome. I think her helmet looks so much better than Ant-Man's. I didn't have a problem with Ant-Man's in the first movie, but seeing the wasp, like she just looks so much better. It's just like, okay, You've learned from your mistakes with the Ant-Man uh, costume, which isn't terrible, but the Wasp costume is fantastic. Love it. And the antagonists, there, there are two antagonists. You have Walter Goggins playing just like a, a sleazy, rich guy, and Ghost, who is your lady who just can't, her physical essence is not all there it's fine um you know she's someone who you can you understand why she's doing what she's doing and she just she's trying to fix herself and she doesn't have much time and you can not so much relate to you can understand why she's doing it and it's not like she's doing it for malicious evil reasons she's doing it to try and save her life um so that that's good. I like that in a, a villain and an antagonist where they're just not evil, like crazy evil for evil's sake. Um, I also really liked, what is it? I, is his name Randall Peck? I think he's on one of those. I don't know if it's like just off the boat or something, but he was Kim Jong-un or however the name goes in the interview. And I really, really liked him in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he plays, I believe, an FBI agent who's just, he's really silly and could easily 
bother a lot of people. I think. I I, I think it's very. E- I think he's a character who can easily get on a certain type of person's nerves, and they will find him to be really annoying and not funny, and just be sick of him every time he shows up. He's kind of similar in the silliness of uh, Michael Pena's character, whose name is I is escaping me. But I also really enjoyed him returning to see him and his group uh, ti and the other guy the, the other guy actually was quite funny talking about baba yaga and i think the little girl who plays paul rudd's daughter is very cute and a solid young actress in a in a world where i am often more critical i think than a lot of people of child actors i really liked her she was very delightful and cute and yeah. I, I just think the Ant Man and the Wasp which is Ant Man and the Wasp is a really, really fun MCU movie. Definitely worth checking out. And I highly recommend it. I think what the after the credits scene is something you can stick around for if you want, but if you're well versed and like this could be a spoiler. I'm not gonna say what happens, but if you've been keeping up to date with the MCU and you know what's happened so far, what do you think would happen in the end credit scene? I, there might be another one after the after credits, but like the mid credit one after they go through the names or whatnot. What happens in that scene is exactly what you think would happen. Maybe it's a little bit different. But it is exactly what you think for the most part. And of course, I'm just glad that it was the after the credit scene and not the end of the film. Because it would be weird to have that as like... It wouldn't fit in a standalone film returning to the movie years later outside of context. Um, But yeah, I don't think that's super spoilery because really, you know that's coming. Of course, how is that not coming? Um, But yeah, great movie. Great, great movie. And that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Monomalist, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush3. The site is, of course, Pixelated Sausage Podcast. No, what the fuck am I talking about? The site is, of course, Pixelated Sausage dot com was on a roll i felt good i'm like oh this is all coming out really well my mouth is working so wonderfully and then it just all blahs uh where was i decided of course is pixelated sausage.com where you can find this podcast and the pixelated paranormal podcast which are both available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play and apple Podcasts. and you can also check out the art i do on pxsart.com and if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do like the podcast like the videos like the art etc you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away and if you want to watch a video of this podcast or any other video like i alluded to uh more on my reviews one just went up for crossing time which is a very delightful and surprisingly solid short from the 2018 spring season you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and that will do it so i will now say bye